In the name of Jesus, uh, dear friends in Christ. Peace on earth, goodwill toward people is really one of the greatest longings, I think, of humankind. And it's been something that's sorely been lacking in the history of our world. Now, I was recently reading an article written by a, a professor of history. He lives in Canada, and I guess I'm still sort of that former history teacher, history buff, history nerd at heart, I guess. But in this study, and he had done a long study, studying world history since 3600 B.C., he had calculated that the world has really only known more or less 292 years of goodwill toward men and peace on earth out of the 5,600 plus years in that study. In other words, during this time period since 3600 BC, he estimates that there's been nearly 15,000 wars on the planet, some large and some small, and an estimated 4 billion people killed. Now certainly peace on earth, goodwill toward men from our text today, from Luke chapter 2, 14, has been a rare commodity in the history of our world. And if we look at our planet today, often we're lacking peace on earth and goodwill toward men. All we have to do is watch the news for a few moments and we see instances of terrorism around the world. Uh, ISIS threatening to strike our country tomorrow on Christmas Day. Concerns about Iran and the nuclear arms deal. Growing tensions with North Korea. What do we do with Rocket Man? Is there fear of nuclear war? There's Putin and there's Russia. There's fake news. There's sensationalized news. There's mass shootings. There's church shootings. There's political infighting. Seemingly every day, a different celebrity, a politician, or a news anchor is accused of sexually harassing women. Where is the peace on earth? Goodwill toward people. Well, today marks the fourth Sunday of Advent. It's also Christmas Eve, and today we conclude our Advent sermon series, The Message, where we have focused on the words of the angels to the shepherds on that night that Jesus was born. And we've looked at these words of the angels in helping us to prepare this Advent season. Again, Advent means to come, to help us prepare for the celebration of the birth of Jesus tomorrow. God sending his son over 2,000 years ago to save you and me from our sins. And it's also a time where we've been preparing and focusing as well on the Lord's second and final Advent and coming. And I think we've seen in this series, this has been such a transforming message. The words of the angels to the shepherds, but it's also a transforming message to you and me today. Now the world that Jesus was born into was not a world that you would characterize much like today. Not a world of a lot of goodwill at times and peace on earth. We know from history that Rome was an empire that conquered, was constantly at war. And at the time of Jesus, they had pretty much overrun most of the known world. They were known as the Iron Boot of Rome. They controlled many lands and provinces, including the strategic province of Judea, where Jesus was born. Uh, Rome controlled that land. They had to, in, the Jewish people had to endure the army of occupation, the Roman soldiers in their streets. They had to live under the yoke of Rome. They had to endure a lot of heavy taxation. It was not a time of a lot of peace on earth, goodwill among people. But to this world, the message of peace, the goodwill, the ultimate gift of peace came in the form of a baby, came in the form of Jesus, God incarnate. God in human flesh. And as the prophet Micah foretold today that Matt read earlier, from Micah chapter 5, verse 2, he says basically that Jesus, this baby, is the fulfillment of all the Old Testament prophecies. He will be their peace. 
He will be their Messiah. He will be ultimately the reservoir of goodwill. Jesus was royalty born in a barn. No wonder the angels sang and spoke that night of his birth with such joy. And if we're honest at times, as we get ready for Christmas, we have so sanitized Christmas at times, haven't we? We've so materialized it, made it so secular that sometimes the weeks leading up to Advent and the weeks leading in Advent up to Christmas can seem like we will miss the real meaning of the season, just as many people in that first century A.D. missed the very first coming of the Messiah. While Rome was busy conquering and making history, God arrived. He pitched his fleshly tent on straw in a little stable under a star. And for the most part, the world didn't even notice. The world was still reeling previously from the conquest of Alexander the Great. Now the world was dealing with the dominance of Rome. And for the people in Judea, they also had to put up with a crazy little king called Herod. The world, for the most part, overlooked Mary's little lamb. But what does Jesus coming, that first coming over 2,000 years ago, mean to you and me today? And today, as we wrap up our Advent sermon series, The Message, we're going to look also at what the words of the angels mean to you and me today in our lives about peace and goodwill. And there's five takeaways we're going to examine. Takeaway number one from the message of the angels, that peace and that goodwill ultimately gives us comfort for this life and beyond. Because we live in a society, we live in a time, don't we? We live in a world where often peace and goodwill might be very elusive. Sometimes we look at the struggles in our marriage and sometimes we don't see the peace and goodwill that we would like there. We see the issues that come up in our families, our friendships, other relationships at school. Sometimes peace and goodwill is lacking at work, at school, on the athletic fields, in our neighborhoods. Sometimes we struggle in finding some type of peace and goodwill and comfort and meaning in life, in our health lives, our financial lives, sometimes our spiritual life, including our church life. And during the stressful and the hectic times and seasons of our life, and for some of us, the Christmas season may be one of those stressful, hectic times of the year. A certain unrest, a certain tumult can arise in our lives and we start looking inwardly to ourselves for peace and direction and comfort and goodwill. And what we find is we don't find a lot of that in focusing on me, myself, and I. Rather, the Lord wants us to look to him as that source of peace and goodwill that can give us comfort for this life and beyond and it's what our lives, it's what this world it's what our society today so desperately needs. Takeaway number two, the message of the angels to the shepherds that night, the message to you and me today, is that God initiates that goodwill. He initiates that peace and that comfort. And he's done so right from the get-go. In the beginning, Genesis 1 and 2, everything was perfect. There was perfect harmony. There was only peace and goodwill perfect relationships between man and woman, between man and nature, man and God. But it changes in Genesis chapter 3. Satan in the form of a serpent convinces Adam and Eve to go against what God told them in Genesis 2, to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, that tree which God specifically told them not to eat of or that they would die. Everything changes in Genesis 3. Peace and goodwill now are rather elusive. And ever since then, we have lived in a world often characterized by wars and rumors of war, 
crime and dysfunction, issues, suffering, illness, a lack of peace, a lack of comfort, a lack of goodwill. But Jesus is the antidote to that problem of sin in our world. Sin fragments. Sin separates. And God at Christmas fulfilled that promise he made to Adam and Eve in the garden to send a rescuer, to send a savior, that ultimate source of peace and goodwill that this Advent season and that tomorrow is all about. The third takeaway, the message of the angels to the shepherds to you and me today is this. Jesus, that bearer of goodwill, that bringer of peace, is the only true source of peace and goodwill for this life. Our hopes for peace, for goodwill, rest in a man. But he's much more than just a man. It's what Isaiah writes in chapter 9 of his Old Testament work, verses 6 and 7. For to us is born a child, a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. It's Jesus. And from what Matt read earlier today, Micah chapter 5, picking up at verse 4, Micah records, He will stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God, and they will live securely. They're going to live in peace. For then his greatness will reach out to the ends of the earth, and he will be their peace. He will be their source of goodwill. Nearly 700 years later, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, John the Baptist, who was born to proclaim and herald and clear the way for the coming of Jesus. His father, at John's circumcision, says in Luke chapter 1, beginning at verse 76, And you, my child, will be called a prophet of the Most High, for you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him, to give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins, because of the tender mercy of our God by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the path of peace. Takeaway number four for our lives today, the message of the angels to the shepherds, to us on this fourth Sunday of Advent, is this. Christ's peace, that comfort, that goodwill, it's meant for all people. God wants all people to experience only the true reconciliation, only the true peace, only the true goodwill that can come from having a relationship with Jesus. God wants all to have that, not just those who happen to right now have that personal saving faith relationship with Jesus Christ. God wants all to come to know him by the power of the Holy Spirit so the message of the angels would truly ring and resonate in their hearts and their lives for eternity. To that end, Matthew writes in his gospel, chapter 1, about this Messiah, about this Jesus. He says that Jesus came to save the people from their sins. That's what we've been getting ready for in Advent, to celebrate that type of king, that type of prince, that kind of deliverer, that kind of ultimate bringer of peace and goodwill. Finally, takeaway number five. It's a peace. It's a goodwill. That surpasses all understanding. St. Paul, writing to his church at Philippi chapter 4, records this, uh, speaking of the assurance and the comfort and the confidence that one can have in having a saving faith relationship with Jesus. Verse 7, Paul records, And the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. 
In Christ Jesus, we have that ultimate Christmas gift. We can know the true peace and the calm and the joy and the assurance and the reassurance and reflect the goodwill that God wants us to show to our fellow man. It flows from that relationship with Jesus Christ because it truly is a peace. It's an understanding that surpasses, it goes higher, it blows away all human understanding. It was Christmas Eve on the front lines of World War I in central France and is in an area hotly contested known as the no man's land zone. The British and the German soldiers had been bogged down for weeks in a stalemate over this battlefield. Uh, they had been engaging in classic World War I trench warfare. And the fighting for Christmas Eve had subsided for the day and both sides went back to their respective trenches. And as night fell in, from the British side of the trench could be heard in a, rich, in a very rich tenor voice the following words being sung. The Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. A few moments later, in a great baritone voice from the other side, the same words could be heard sung in German. The German and the British soldiers sang Christmas carols that night to God in their respective languages, waiting to see what December 25th would bring. Well, dawn came the next day, and a couple British soldiers ventured out of their trenches into this no-man's land zone. But they went unarmed. They came with a football. It's what the British call their round football. It's what we would call a soccer ball. Okay? There was a joke at the time that the British Army, besides guns, always went into battle with their teapots and their soccer balls, their round footballs. Well, a couple minutes later, the Germans came over, a couple of them unarmed, and they had a soccer ball as well, a round football. And a few more soldiers joined from each side from their respective trenches. And on that day, instead of the blood and the bullets that were flying all the other days in no man's land zone, came an impromptu soccer game. They had a soccer match on Christmas Day. It was England versus Germany. They played a full match. And in the end, it's probably sort of a bellwether of how the war was going to turn out. Uh, the score ended up England 3, Germany 2. They shook hands and they went back to their trenches. And the rest of the day, Christmas Day, was in peace. The next day, it was back to normal. The bullets and the blood were, were flying in no man's land. It was hotly contested one, once again. And one veteran who survived that battle later would go on to say, it was amazing how quickly the fellowship and the goodwill that was enjoyed on that soccer field that Christmas morning, how quickly everything went back to normal the next day. He said, it's amazing how quickly goodwill can evaporate. Peace and goodwill in our lives today, I think, can be equally fleeting. It can be just as temporary. Because with all the excitement leading up to Christmas, and today the fourth Sunday of Advent, and all that comes with Christmas Eve, and all that we'll experience tomorrow and Christmas the day after, pretty quickly as I talk to the kids about in the message, things go back to normal. The Christmas stuff gets put away for another year. We return to our chores and our battles and our struggles and our routines in life. Yet that peace, that peace of the Prince of Peace that we celebrate this season, the ultimate bringer of goodwill, the source of our salvation, the greatest gift ever given to us, that peace and that goodwill can continue to give us each day by the power of the Holy Spirit the confidence and the assurance 
to live and fight life's battles. It can give us a strength and a peace and a comfort beyond human understanding. It can give us a hope for tomorrow and beyond. Because Jesus, the true reason of Christmas, is our hope. He is our joy. And in a life, in a world sometimes so lacking in goodwill, so devoid of peace, we have the ultimate source and bringer of that goodwill and peace for now and for the life to come. May we continue to prepare this day, this Christmas Eve, to celebrate tomorrow as the angels and the shepherds did that very first Christmas. Again, the wonderful, magnificent, transforming birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, as well as continue to focus and prepare our hearts too for his second and final coming as well someday.